Welcome to Break Away from the Rat Race, a podcast series to awaken your entrepreneurial spirit and help you achieve financial freedom. On our show, you'll learn about investments and how to create passive income. Let's get started with your host, Eric Martel. Well, welcome to another episode of Break Away from the Rat Race. And today, our topic is how to maximize your depreciation. I know, that doesn't sound like a very exciting topic, uh, but we'll make the best of it. And I think this is very important uh, for people to know that uh, they may have an opportunity to to really maximize their depreciation and that could really help them uh, reduce their um, tax liability at the end of the year. Um, so this is really, uh, this is, you should really consider that like year round, you shouldn't do your tax strategy the last month of, uh, of the year. Um, so this is, should be, should be done, um, right away, but the, uh, or throughout the year. And basically in this particular, what I'm going to talk about today, this is something that can be done after you've uh, kind of did your preliminary tax report. And you understand more what your tax liabilities are this is something where you can apply this uh, special depreciation method to uh, to reduce that tax bill after you know kind of like what your liabilities look like you just have to file for an extension and then you'll be able to get that done uh, before the um, uh, before it's too late. Uh, so if I ask uh, many investors, if I ask them kind of like what is, how do you depreciate uh, rental properties or rental buildings? And most people are going to say uh, you depreciate that over a straight line over 27 and a half years. And uh, this is pretty much the default. And this has been done um, um, you know, by default, by the the CPA, it's uh, it's easy for the CPA to to do this. It's uh, it's also easy to explain, and um, you don't have to worry too much about that. And it kind of works. Um, it's it's a method, and it works, and it's uh, there's nothing wrong with it. Um, but if you're looking for more uh, tax um, tax offset, then you may want to look at this other method. And um, before I get too far, uh, I want to say that I'm not a CPA, I'm not a tax attorney. And so um, uh, my background is really as a professional actuary uh, for over 15 years. And I'm also the owner of a multi-million dollar turnkey rental company. I'm, I'm speaking really as someone who has a lot of experience in the real estate investment world and also uh, with respect to tax issues related to real estate. Um, so I'm speaking from that point of view and basically from and I'm sharing my opinion and also, um, you know, kind of uh, letting you know from a real estate investor to another uh, kind of like what you should be looking at. And basically, with that information, this is a good uh, cue for you to go and contact and consult with your own tax professional uh, to determine if this strategy is best for you. Uh, there are, uh, this strategy that I will discuss today is, uh, is one of many other options that are available for depreciation. This one, I think, is the, is the most uh, uh, unbelievable uh, depreciation method out there. And um, so I want to start with an example, and this is why I did a, a special recording here for audio, because I have uh, 
uh, numbers and um, so I want you to kind of uh, we'll work through an example and I'll, I'll simplify the numbers but if you have a pad of paper I mean that'd be great to uh, for you to uh, to write that down but I'm gonna simplify the numbers as much as possible um, so basically let's say you acquire a 20 unit apartment building for a million dollars right so since uh, if you talk to your accountant, um, they're going to say, well, you know, the, first of all, the land, you can't depreciate the land. Uh, so let's say the land is worth 20% of the, the value of the, uh, of, the of the building. Then you're left with $800,000. That is really the structure or the building that can be depreciated upon. And then uh, the typical default straight line 20, over 27 and a half year would give you about 30K in uh, depreciation per year for the next 27 and a half years. Um, so this other method is doing something that's called component depreciation. And basically what happens is that when we're buy buying this 20 unit apartment building, we're not just buying a building. We're buying fridges, we're buying stoves, we're buying air conditioning, we're buying fence, we're buying stairs we're buying uh, all kinds of different things and the funny thing is that if you look at the irs depreciation schedule each of these types of components have a different depreciation schedule so appliances for example and flooring they have a five year you can depreciate them over five years uh, fences uh, pavement for the you know parking lot and stuff like that you can depreciate that over 15 years so you can see how this would affect now so if I break down my building and I'm saying that this uh, $800,000 building so I took the land off already I'm left with $800,000 so I could go and say hey with the fridges the stove and all of that uh, this is like $80,000 of appliances and flooring that I've spent that instead of depreciation that $80,000 over 27 and a half years I can depreciate it over five years so you can imagine that now that depreciation is going to be uh, much higher than it was with over 27 and a half years right so this is pretty obvious I'm not going to Put the number in your head but you can imagine uh, intuitively that this is um, this is the case uh, so now a couple of questions come to mind is that well can i just do that can i just do uh, uh separate the break down my building like that and how uh, you know then I, i'm just going to put everything is an appliance you know what are the rules around that so this breakdown you can't do yourself so you actually have to uh, get a cost what they call a cost segregation study and that cost segregation study is uh, needs to be completed by a certified member of the american society of cost segregation professionals um, so these they would basically create a cost segregation study and they would break down the building um, that you have and often they will visit the building um, and then just make an assessment that way so that is pretty uh, interesting uh, right there so breaking down into the different classes so now you wouldn't be able to do that so the tax reform of 2018 then uh, basically make it possible to do that build that component depreciation um on any building 
before it was only allowed on new buildings and now you're allowed to do this component depreciation on building that you acquire so this is something new and this is great news for us the other thing that the tax reform of 2018 provided is extending the bonus depreciation so now that bonus depreciation is fantastic uh, because uh, i can depreciation any item with a tax recovery period of 20 years or less or the, the depreciation schedule or useful life uh, is uh, 20 years or less you can do it's eligible for a hundred percent bonus depreciation of the on the year that you acquired that particular uh, property so if i acquired the uh, this 20 unit apartment building uh, in 2019 or last year so all the appliances uh they, their depreciation schedule or the tax recovery period is five years. It's less than 20 years. So I could deduct 100% of that uh, cost segregation breakdown or component um, cost. I can deduct that as a depreciation the first, in 2019 tax year and last year's tax year. So I could deduct $80,000 right there bonus depreciation for the appliances i could do the same for fences i had let's say forty thousand dollars in fences and pavements i could deduct forty thousand dollars in last year's tax year and depreciation uh, directly 100 percent bonus depreciation the rest of the building obviously is going to have to be uh continue to be over 27 and a half years so the structure uh the, the the water pipes and all of that the electricals and stuff like that so that's all going to stay part of the building and that will be depreciation depreciated over 27 and a half year so this is amazing um the um basically if we stay with a 27 and a half year period uh regular depreciation which as i mentioned earlier it's thirty thousand dollars a year in depreciation for the first year but also any other year after that if I do component depreciation and I use that bonus depreciation, I would be able to depreciate uh, $80,000 right away. I would be able to depreciate, depreciate the $40,000 in uh, fence and road right away. So that's right there. That's $120,000. And then I would be able to uh, uh, Additionally, get the depreciation on the $680,000 that's left over 27 and a half uh, years. And that would give me another $24,000, let's say, of component depreciation. So my first year component depreciation uh, with a bonus would be $144,000 instead of thirty. dollars and uh, later years is going to be 24,000, 25,000 um, in component depreciation over the next years. So, so this is um, this is fantastic. So if you this is uh, you know if you need to have this depreciation early, uh, then this is a good time to do it. Now, there is a couple of tricks, and this is why you need to. Uh, so there's a couple of people that need to be involved. You can see we already have to have uh, someone to do the uh, the cost segregation study. So we need a professional to do that. Uh, they would charge a certain amount of money. Uh, but then the next thing is, how does that apply to uh, your tax liability? And really, that depends on your tax filing classification.
right? And also, your, whether it's passive income or ordinary income. The IRS wants losses from passive income to offset passive gains, gains, sorry, and not ordinary income. So this depreciation here on rental property, the IRS typically would want that to offset passive gains that you would have. And the other thing too is that the passive, if you have a, end up with a passive income loss, then the IRS does not want you, does not allow you to offset your ordinary income and your active income. So then you would be lost. You can roll it over to the future years, but really you wouldn't be able to affect uh, your, uh, your tax liability that much. And that really depends on the classification of uh, what kind of taxpayer you are. Uh, the IRS has four different classifications as far as I know. And I'm going to talk about one of them, which is the, uh, two of them. One of them is the real estate investor, which most people will fall into. And this is basically if you have a W-2 job or you run a business and, you know, this uh, and their business is, uh, you know, separate from uh, real estate, then you would most likely fall in this category. Right. So. So that real estate investor, you have a full-time job. I mean, you can you can make a lot of money as a as a, as that. Um, you could be a doctor, you could be a dentist, but your profession, the main um, your main income, is coming from being a doctor. It's not coming from rental property. So what happens then is that uh, this. The, the passive income loss will not be allowed to offset ordinary income at that point. So there is, if you make less than 100K, you, would, you may be able to offset up to 25K. But otherwise, if you make a, above 100K in, uh, in your adjusted gross income on your taxes, you will not be able to offset your ordinary income at all. So. In that case, you might as well stick to the 27 and a half years. Uh, you'll be fine with that. But this, the, the other category I want to talk about is the real estate professional. So this is to qualify as a real estate professional, you must spend at least 750 hours each year in the real estate business. So, um, so basically, this is your job. This is what you do. Uh, if you have, most likely you don't have another full-time job to do that. Um, so these real estate professional, if you qualify, if you qualify as a real estate professional, then we can deduct a hundred percent of our passive income losses from ordinary or active income. So this is the real benefit of uh, having the real estate professional. So you should look at that. Obviously, this you should speak to your CPA to make sure that uh, to check if you qualify as a real estate professional and to take advantage of this benefit. If you and as you can see, there are a lot of options, uh, even whether you choose the, the bonus uh, depreciation or not, whether you decide to do the component depreciation or not. So there's, uh, there's a lot of options. So work with your tax professional to see and make sure that uh, how you can benefit from uh, this, uh, this depreciation method as much as possible. Um, so if uh, you fall into a real estate professional category and then but you've bought this building a couple of years ago Is it too late? So apparently it's not too late. You can still do that component depreciation You need to speak with your uh, cost segregation uh, Professional and they will help you. It's a different you won't have to even amend 
your income tax for that year you could just basically there's a special form that they can use to to apply it to the current um, tax filing season uh, so that is uh, I know it's a lot uh, to digest when it's just audio I feel free to go and look at my uh, YouTube channel uh, where I actually share the uh, spreadsheet with the numbers and all of that uh, if you have any questions feel free to contact me I also have a Facebook group now called retire early through real estate feel free to join that Facebook group and I will share that information there as well and um, so yeah so uh, happy new year and I uh, hope you enjoyed the discussion and uh, talk to you later listening to break away from the rat race with your host eric martel if you want to share your story and experience with our listeners please message us on facebook at break away from the rat race also please subscribe to our youtube channel and our podcast on itunes